Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Earlier today, and you may have seen this posted on the SRG Super Show discussion group, I received a video from a source close to the top SRG brass that I posted on the discussion group, a video just over 90 seconds long, about a minute 39, I believe. I'm going to go ahead and play the audio for you now. I've cleaned it up as best I can. There is a lot of background noise. And then, once that's finished, I'll describe to you what happened. General Manager, I saw the post for the donations for the Field of Band. It's appreciated. Um, I will consider lifting the band, but right now I need you to deposit that money as soon as possible because I'm actually at the local toy store right now and I'm looking to pick up some stuff and they're waiting for me very patiently. So, you know, if you want to get that band lifted on the higher class, just get that contribution as soon as you can. And I'll take care of the rest of the toys. Thank you very much on that. Alright, I just got it. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Boyd. Hey! Coming to the toy store, I heard this is the place to go. Oh, the toy store? Yeah. Hold on. I know it's not a van, but toy store, right? Yes. How many boxes do you have in here? About a hundred, hundred fifty. General Manager John Calace, this comes from the higher class personally for you this month. Oh, it's been a while. Higher class, you said? Yeah. They hiring? No. 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 So, you've just listened to the audio. What happens in the video is this. We see Steve Resk. In my view, as I watch this, it's Steve Resk. Now, Steve did post on the video that wasn't him. I highly doubt that. To me, it's Steve. Steve is on the phone, apparently talking to the general manager, claiming to be at the toy store and needing the general manager to transfer him some money. The general manager transfers that money, which Steve intimates on the phone, may lead to the ban on the higher class receiving title shots being lifted. That transfer happens. We then see Steve is not at the toy store. He's in a parking lot with TJ Marconi. TJ Marconi receives what appears to be a stack of cash, money, U.S. tender, a nice stack of bills. He opens up, that is to say, Team AJ Marconi opens up his vehicle. There is a large plastic tub in the back claiming to be a hundred or more of something. We don't know what. And then the rest of the audio plays out as you hear it. What does this mean? I don't know. I don't know if this is some sort of, I have no idea what kind of malfeasance is going on in this video, but 
we are currently looking into it and I will give you more on this as it develops but right now it looks like there's some sort of I don't know some sort of you know money changing hands what kind of scandal could this be I don't know but I just wanted to show that to you because that is breaking news as of today outside of that outside of that the next big story I think I'll talk about is PAX Unplugged. As I'm recording this, we're less than seven days away from PAX Unplugged. It is December 5th, Sunday. December 10th, Friday, will be the start of PAX Unplugged 2021. As of right now, there is only one ticketed event. That is Friday night. There's nothing for Saturday because Winter Wars Rumble 2 will be happening on Saturday. Tickets are still available. It is right now the only place where they are guaranteeing the New South Pro Wrestling box sets. That, and then also apparently they will try to have box sets for sale at the next New South Pro Wrestling event, which is the weekend of the 18th in Alabama. They will make the box sets available for sale on the website. However, what they have said is that's going to be almost like a pre-release type of method where you put in for it because they are not guaranteeing product on hand. Product is going to primarily go to the two New South Pro Wrestling events. And then I'm assuming there's either going to be another print run to fill additional box orders. Maybe there'll be enough left over from the two events to fulfill those box orders. We'll just have to see. But right now, if you're not going to be attending either of those events live, your only shot at getting the box set is at a future date. Other new releases that may be happening at PAX Unplugged, there's going to be daily promos with the PAX Unplugged logo on them. I don't know what they are. I would assume or guess they're going to be the Knock Down the Pineapple, Knock Down the Trash Can, Knock Down the Sledgehammer series. I believe that's the only series in the Weapon series that has not been released yet. I could be wrong to have not said that, but I suspect that's what it will be. Other things we may see at PAX Unplugged, a new Altart D2 Tornado Tag, the D2 and the Ring, I believe it's Ring Leader and not Ring Master, Ring Leader Tornado Tag Team. I don't know if it's a full set or just the uh, competitor. There's going to be apparently five different Altart sets coming out. And again, I'm not sure if those are full sets or just the competitors. And then maybe other things. They have not announced anything because they want to wait and see if they actually have it in hand. But that's where we are with PAX Unplugged. There will be some new releases. And then there's just the one official event. There may be some ongoing events. A tag team event, for example. There's supposed to be a defense of the Underworld Championship there. Maybe others. But that's the news right now for PAX Unplugged coming up in less than a week. For other new releases, they've announced that toward the end of the month, we'll see Dragon Con promos that weren't available during Dragon Con. Hit the site. These will be branded promos, meaning they'll have the logo on them. That's in addition to the Katie Kitty Pop Goes Goth. 
and the Halloween alternate art sets that are going to be coming out toward the end of the month. The Kickstarter comics promos are all still on track to be printed and ship out this month. We may also see some new foil runs coming up. We may see some Ikuzo single cards coming up. We'll just have to see. Also, for people who are getting things created, if you have something in the pipeline for this year, the deadline for content creation forms is New Year's Eve. So if you have not sent your art samples in for your competitor or card art or anything like that, send it in as soon as possible. They will expire at the end of the year. Since I mentioned the Underworld Championships going to be defended at PAX Unplugged and possibly other championships as well, I've heard that the tag team champions will be there, but I have not seen any announcements confirming that. There have been announcements about a match card the following week, the 19th, which will be two weeks from today, the 5th, Sunday. There's going to be two matches on a match card for the 19th. Announced so far, possibly more, but two so far. The Cookies Fortunate Triad match. Yasmin versus Practicite versus James Booker. Yasmin winning the Gen Con World Heavyweight Tournament. Practicite Jeremy Steigerwald winning the Origins World Heavyweight Tournament. And James Booker winning the Cookies Fortune Singles Tournament. That's the first match. The second match announced for the card. The LFF World Heavyweight Championship, Kirk Polka, will be putting the belt on the line against a Neelan. We do not know who that Neelan will be. Could be Matt Neelan. Could be Neil Neelan. Could be Ryan Neelan. Could be Mark Neelan. Could be some other Neelan completely off the radar. That will happen at some point. We're still waiting to see who Kirk Polka will face. Apparently it will not be announced until the actual match is about to kick off. Maybe it gets announced sooner, but that's where we are right now. And actually, slight correction, I am seeing it reported that the LFF Tag Team Championship will be defended at PAX Unplugged. Look for that this upcoming weekend as well. Other championship news, there will be a match soon for the LFF Tri-State Championship. Wrench Monkey is going to be defending against Diabolique. Eric Goodhart, who earned that shot based off his performance at Marktoberfest. If Wrench Monkey Ryan McMullen wins, his next offense will be a birdcage match. We'll have to see if that happens. If it does, I will go into more detail about it. Not sure when that match is going to be taking place, but that's in the works. And then just some updates on some tournaments and things going on. We are still in Phase 1, I believe, of Faction Wars 3. The deadline for all the players to complete their matches is Sunday, December 12th. They have to be completed by then. So look for news on that in the next couple weeks. The Rising Star Tournament has reached the cutoff for the Top 16. Ten players made it in automatically. The remaining 12 will fight it out for the last six spots in the top 16. The players that made it into the top 16 are 
the corrugated cardboard villain, Brian Lee, Swaggy D, Juan Besa, Chris Ulkpich, Cheshire, The Great Outdoors, Rob Britt, Wrench Monkey, and The Wiser Wizard. Here are the remaining 12 players. I'm going to give them to you in order of matchup. So, Rinrin Same and Jack Norris will square off for one of the remaining six spots. Joel Williams and Vicious Vic Vandal will square off for one of the remaining six spots. Mike Prestars and Christina Irwin will face off for a spot. Scott Mulholland and Ronnie Rooms will square off for a spot. Rob T. and Dan Gutowski will square off. And Ron Howe and the Oracle will square off. Six of those 12 people will join the first 10 in the round of 16. It is a tables match round for those 12 players. They are able to change their decks. You can change your decks every round in the Rising Stars tournament. And then finally, before we talk about the past tournaments from this week, we have the 2021 Create a Competitor competition kicking off soon. When PAX Unplugged has concluded, that's December 12th, that week, I'm going to guess December 15th is the Wednesday. They usually kick off on Wednesday. We will see the first match of the first round of the 2021 CCC. Nothing's been announced yet about who's in it. Maybe that'll come out between now and my next show. But the 2021 CCC is at this point less than two weeks away. I have a competitor in the CCC, JAC. I'm hoping if you're looking for someone to vote for that you consider voting for JAC. I promise that I will cut promos and do things to put on a good show as long as JAC is in the contest. Let's start talking about the tournaments. So, Monday Night Proving Ground, normally run by Simon Strauss. Instead, this week, it's run by Brian Sutton, the Norseman. The Norseman decides to put on this tournament using the Norseman's Boat Race stipulation. Here's how the stipulation worked. All of the matches were no disqualification and no count matches. When a player's deck would become empty, when they would have no cards in their deck, they would randomly bury their discard pile. When a finish is stopped, the crowd meter increases by one. If you roll your printed five skill, you draw one card. Those were the stipulations in the Norseman's Boat Race. From what I understand, matches progressed to crowd meter five very quickly under the stipulation. The top three players in this week's Proving Ground ended up being in third place, playing as X-Royce, Chris Pate. In second place, playing as the Mark, Jeff Bravo, Nick Baxter. And the winner, playing as Luna Hallows, the Wrench Monkey, Ryan McMullen. Congratulations to these players for finishing so high in the tournament. The other tournament from this week, Thursday night, Chibi's Seat of Power returns. These are going to run for eight weeks. 
like his last Seed of Power tournaments. And then the winners, the top eight from these, will face off in something. Not 100% how that's going to work. This was week one of season two of Chibi's Seed of Power. There were 21 players divided up into four groups. The top two from each group advanced. In the top eight, all of the matches were played using the tables stipulation. In the semifinals, all of the matches were played using the Beast Unchained stipulation. And in the finals match, as well as the third place match, the Ring of Fire stipulation was used. In fourth place, playing as Amazing Red, L Super Jim Bray. In third place, playing as Danny Limelight, Tom Bomb Tim. The finalists were Matt Nealon as John Press 1P and Hold the Line Harry as Mila Mai, the winner. Hold the Line Harry using Mila Mai. Congratulations to him. I believe if the format follows the same format as last time, both Hold the Line Harry and Matt Nealon make the cut. I may be wrong on that. Hold the Line Harry, though, definitely will move on to whatever the future of the Chibi's Seat of Power tournaments will be. I haven't mentioned this either. I should probably mention this now. There is an ongoing thing in the dojo where for the next few weeks, and they've already done a couple weeks of this, there will be two players in the dojo, each representing a faction. Whichever of those two players does the best wins a spot for their faction in a tournament for, I believe, a shot at the United States Championship. I believe they've already done two weeks of this, and they'll do another six. I have not been following this too closely. I will probably give you more once it's all done. The way it works is these two players are in the dojo facing against the uh, the crowd, and then whichever player has the best record at the end of the dojo for Tuesday night, they earn their faction a spot in the tournament. Now, as far as upcoming events for Super Show play, there's nothing currently listed on supershowthegame.com. I'd expect there to be Proving Grounds tomorrow night, Monday night. I'd expect another Chibi's Seat of Power tournament. Again, Dojo Tuesday night. I was just talking about the Dojo. Look for Dojo Tuesday night. There are a couple of events posted on the event section of the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook. For the 18th of December, 1 p.m., the second annual Fort Wayne Slam Down and Birthday Bash. For 1 p.m. on December 19th, the Delco Wrestling Alliance Birthday Bash. If you're interested in either of those, check those out. The Saturday event is located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Sunday event is at Alternate Universes in Ridley, Pennsylvania. The details are listed there. Feel free to check those out. With that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.